Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Before we get to Saturday night's NFL divisional playoff matchup between the six-seeded Giants and top-seeded Eagles, we'll have to intro the fact first that the sports guy we have previewing the game with us tonight... Not only does the Yankees Spanish play-by-play, but also... Touchdown! Touchdown! Philadelphia! All-around radio guy, radio voice for the Philadelphia Eagles on their Spanish broadcast, Ricky Ricardo, down in, well, down in Florida right now. Hey, what's going on, Ricky? Levon, just getting ready. Uh, it's T-minus 24 hours to kickoff, my friend. So, first flight out, I will be on that first bird up north and ready to call what's going to be an epic battle between one of the true, true rivals in the NFC's Eastern Division, not the Cowboys, the Giants and the Eagles, the neighbors with stadiums separated by 95 miles. You mentioned Cowboys. We'll save this conversation for another time. You're in the newsroom here about why there are so many Cowboys fans around these parts, but we'll get off of that. The Giants, though, they're just coming off this big wild card win in Minnesota against the 13-4 and Vikings. So, hey, do you believe in momentum? I do, and and the Giants have a pedigree and a history, Levon, of being road warriors and, and bringing it to success at the ultimate pinnacle, which is obviously the Super Bowl. It happened in 2007. It's happened on a couple of occasions uh, during their history that the Giants, when they build up some momentum late in the year and take it on the road, we saw it in Green Bay, we saw it against the 49ers years ago. You know, We see the Giants win games that they're not supposed to win, this team that the Eagles beat pretty bad, 48 points they scored on them uh, in, in, uh, in uh, December. We're talking about seven weeks with three matchups between these two rivals. The second one, which was the last game of the regular season, the Giants with their third stringers gave the Eagles a tussle, almost beat them down at Lincoln Financial Field. So I am expecting a very close game, a bare-knuckle battle tomorrow night that will be decided in the trenches. Now, both... Giants and the Eagles, they have these mobile quarterbacks. I mean, so do you think that both will have to donate some spies to, you know, keep the quarterbacks Jalen Hurts and Daniel Jones in check? You know, the the big question mark is Jalen Hurts' health. Now, he, he has only played – the last full game he played was December the 11th, so he was in the game against the Giants, didn't do much running. The game plan was very, very simple. The Eagle coaches did not put him at any risk or big risk anyway in that Week 18 matchup against the Giants. He's had now another week, obviously with the bye, the Eagles having the best record in the conference, to heal up that right shoulder. He can run. Remember, it's not his legs that are hurt. It's his shoulder. So we'll see how it affects the way he runs. As far as throwing the football in practice, he looked very, very good this week. Even in that last game against the Giants, when he had to air out a couple of long throws, he was able to make them, albeit with some type of discomfort. But look, it's, it's win or go home, so whoever's nicked up a little bit is going to have to suck it up and play through it. Your question, I think both quarterbacks are mobile. Both are probably playing. Well, Jones is obviously playing his best football, not only of this season, but in his tenure as a giant. Daniel Jones is starting to reach his peak under Brian Dable's tutelage. We know that Jalen Hurts was on his way to possibly being the MVP of the National Football League when he got hurt and had to miss a few games. So it's going to be a battle of very mobile quarterbacks. The only question is, 
how healthy is Jalen Hurts? Yeah, I think in a newsroom here, I even mentioned to you last fall that people better quit sleeping on Jalen Hurts. That boy is balling. But uh, let, let's veer off of football just for a second because, like I said, you also call the Yankees Spanish broadcast for mm-hmm. the play-by-play. So uh, now that we have Araldis Chapman leaving, heading on to the Kansas City Royals, I mean, what do you think about his leave? Is that going to be a hole for the Yankees to fill, or do they already have somebody, do you think? Well, look, last year they finished the season with, with bullpen by committee. You know, they've got several big-time arms that they can use as a closer. I don't think they'll designate a closer per se until the end of spring training. There, there's a lot of opportunity in that Yankee bullpen. Aroldis Chapman's uh, his exit was not a very good one. Remember, towards the end of the regular season, he didn't show up at one of the practices. He was going to be left off of the, uh, the wild-card round roster. Anyway, the initial round, I should say, uh, when the playoffs started last year. So it was not an amicable separation between the Yankees and Aroldis Chapman. He wanted a chance to still be a closer, even at age 35. The Kansas City Royals have promised him an opportunity to be the closer, not just the setup guy. He wanted really to stay in Miami and pitch for his hometown, Miami Marlins. They couldn't guarantee him the closer's role. The Royals did. So, look, I wish him the best of luck. He was a very good Yankee. I can't tell you that he was a great Yankee because there's still some moments like the Altuve home run. There were some big shots that he let up in big games as a Yankee. He was a good Yankee. I wish him the best of luck as a Kansas City Royal. Yeah, Altuve homer is like a meme now. One more question for you, Ricky. Uh, did you hear about New Jersey Attorney General telling the bar owners that it's okay to ban guns just in case New York and Philly fans start acting a little too much like New York and Philly fans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good uh, – it would be a good thing to ban all kinds of weapons. Look, these are the true rivals, Levon, okay? The New Jersey Turnpike separates these two stadiums. These are, are rivals that respect each other, but it's intense. We haven't had a game with this kind of intensity between these two cities in a long, long time. There's a lot on the line tomorrow night. So whether you're watching at the stadium, don't wear giant gear if you're going to come down, folks. Believe you me. Don't wear giant gear if you don't want trouble with some of these Eagle fans. But if you're watching at home in a bar or at the stadium, wherever it may be, you're going to feel the electricity of what is a Super Bowl type of atmosphere tomorrow night in Philadelphia. And yeah, just don't bring guns, folks. Leave them at home. Yeah, leave them at home. Yeah, leave them at home. Yankees Spanish play-by-play announcer and the radio voice for the Eagles, Ricky Ricardo. Hey, man, thanks for joining us tonight. Leave on. It's a pleasure. Anytime. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.